Hi guys, welcome back to another new episode of the Balance Factor podcast. If you're new here, my name is Emily, I am your host, and thank you so much for joining me here today to better your health and your well-being. I hope you guys are having an amazing month, an amazing spring. We are almost in the season of summer, and I cannot believe it. Where has this year gone? Really, where has it gone? It is crazy to me. Aside from that, on today's episode, we're going to be joined by a special guest. We have Jaysoo Kim, also known as Health with Jaysoo, to talk all about listening to your intuition, not doing the norm, and really finding your passion in life. So Jaysoo Kim is a Korean-American-based out of LA who's passionate about all things health and wellness, but she's not your average health and wellness influencer. She is somebody who was a student in the pre-med route. She was almost going to go into medical school and Right before all of that happened, she decided it wasn't for her, even though many people wanted her to do that, and she put her time and energy towards content creation. She went and started working at Trader Joe's, literally worked her butt off to get to where she is today, which is within eight months, she has grown to having a following of over 100,000 people and sharing her story of listening to your intuition and not letting other people's opinions nor you know society and and things like that dictate your future and what you should be doing in life and her and I we're both the same age we relate on so many topics but let alone this episode can be really insightful for even anyone older or younger who's just feeling unhappy with what they're currently in or their situation in life and is looking for a change but are holding back because of other people's opinions or the fear of not succeeding and we really tune in to how to believe in yourself and figure out the ways in which you can empower your mindset to accomplish what it is you want and so we dive deep into this story i know you guys are going to love this episode and before we get into it we have to cover my favorite part which is our weekly favorite and for this week i'm gonna have to say my favorite has been it's a random one it's been hazelnut butter now I know everyone is always just buying almond butter, peanut butter, you know, the norm. But hazelnut butter does not get enough love. And it is so good. You put it in smoothies or on a rice cake with some peanut butter. It's so tasty. It has such a lighter flavor than almond butter, in my opinion. And it just changes things up. It's also really good for your gut health to change up what nuts you're consuming to give your Um, microbiota some variety this is something I've learned through my gut health journey so changing up the type of nut butters you use can actually be really beneficial Um, so definitely you know if you've never tried hazelnut butter and are looking for something new to incorporate into your daily routine you know I think it's pretty easy I've gotten sick of almond butter and peanut butter in the past so hazelnut butter has been on my you know in my repertoire so I'd highly recommend checking that out and with that said let's get into this week's episode so please welcome to the show Jaysoo Kim So thank you, Jaysoo, for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm honestly so excited to have this conversation too. 
Yeah, I think we have a lot in common and a lot to unpack today. So it's going to be a really good conversation. I know many people that listen to the show are also in the same age group as us. And Mm -hmm. navigating careers and following your intuition is something a lot of people struggle with. So um, without further ado, I think we should get right into it. So if you want to give our listeners a little bit of background on who you are, what you do, and kind of give them the insights on who is Jaysu. Um, So I am a 23-year-old Korean American. I'm based in LA and right now I'm a health and wellness content creator. So I'm super passionate about health, wellness, mental health, holistic wellness, lifestyle, all of those things. Um, It wasn't always that case. I grew up in a Korean American household and a single parent um, immigrant one especially. And the only two options I had in life were to become a doctor or a lawyer. So ever since I was 10, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a doctor. It's very prestigious. It has a lot of honor. And I know that I'm helping people and I want to make an impact in this world. So I went to college. I graduated from USC for people that don't know or international. It's one of the top 25 universities in America. I got great grades. I graduated with honors. I was set to go to medical school. I took the eight hour exam to apply to med school. I studied for two summers um, and that was last year. I had all of my professors write me a letter of recommendation. And as I was writing my personal statement, I just kept thinking about the question that that would come up on the internet when I would search, you know, what are some questions that they ask you during the interviews? And one of them was, if there were two of you in a room and you guys both had the exact same GPA, all the statistics, why should we let you in versus the other person? And that really stuck with me because I thought, I have all the great grades. I have everything going for me, but deep inside, I know this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And I was also working in the emergency department and I was so miserable and overworked. And that was kind of the breaking point where I realized I had to stop living for my family, for society, for everyone in general. And I had to make kind of a life-changing decision. Am I going to spend the next 10 plus years of my life in school and become a doctor, which is pretty set? Or am I going to veer something off and kind of waste everything that I've worked on and do a completely different career, which was actually my dream ever since I was young. And so last year I created a brand new Instagram account in February of 2022. And within a year I grew to over hundred K on Instagram. I quit my job at the grocery store and I'm a full-time content creator and I'm literally living out my dream life. Wow, what an what a motivational and inspiring story you have. I think many people really struggle and many follow that path of just going with the norm and doing what everyone else is doing or not even what everyone else is doing, but what's set up and looks like what we should be doing from when we're a little kid, what we're told. And you know, you have to be labeled as a doctor or you have to be labeled as a lawyer. You have to have this title and I think as you know, society shifting and the career life and all those things are adjusting, it's become more prevalent that there's more options than the, the typical routes and there's so much more you can do. Absolutely. I think especially nowadays, what's so interesting about what I do is that this job did not exist 10 years ago. 
So how could I even thought that I would be where I am now? Because we didn't have the same technology. I'm 23. So I also grew up in middle school, not having a phone. I was blessed where technology wasn't just thrown into my lap when I was an infant. So I grew up reading books and not having social media and all of those things. And so it's very difficult for maybe the older generation, especially if they're more traditional or if you come from an, an, an Asian background, for them to understand what you want to be doing. And I think it can be really scary because maybe it's not stable. You are working for yourself. And it's this new career path that's just blooming. And obviously now it's a billion dollar industry and it's continuing to grow. But I think it can be scary to go into the unknown and do something that isn't completely set out for you. You're not clocking in from nine to five. You're not answering to a boss. You don't have exactly the steps that you're supposed to take. And it's this unknown, but at the same time, I'm like pursuing my passions and I feel like I'm actually impacting people's wellness and the way that I feel very passionate about versus if I was a doctor, it's going to be kind of controversial, but I would just be prescribing certain pills and drugs because in the American um, health system, it's all about just medicating and going at more of like the superficial reasons as to why someone is hurting versus going to the root cause and more lifestyle changes, which is what I'm really passionate about. Absolutely. And I, I think many people also forget that there's other ways that you can support and help other people. And even yeah. for myself, you know, I consider doing the med school route or other professions within healthcare. And through outsourcing other experiences and just, you know, talking to people and networking, I really learned that you can actually really motivate or inspire, or support other people through other ways. And it doesn't have to be just through a, you know, black and white system that's set out in society. Mm, absolutely. And that's something that I had to be honest with myself because it can be scary to say that maybe the traditional thing of helping someone that is, for me, it was being a doctor. I thought this is the perfect job for me. It's prestigious. It has honor. It's helping people, but it's not exactly what I think I need to be doing. And when I was honest with myself last year and I said, I know I'm not supposed to be a doctor. I also didn't know exactly what that would lead me because my whole life I grew up as my identity was I'm a pre-med student. I'm going to become a doctor and to kind of let that go and think, okay, what are other ways that actually can help people? It was really difficult and I had to experiment. I tried health coaching and realized I didn't like that. I thought I was going to be maybe a podcaster and still go to med school. I thought I wanted to do all these different types of things, maybe be a nutritionist. And then I got into content creation. And so you have to really experiment and be open-minded about the ways in which you can help people and realize that just like you said, not everyone is going to be in this cookie cutter version of how to help and support people. And the more that we can open our eyes in the ways that we can inspire and uplift and give back to the community. I think that's so amazing to have a more diverse range of ways that we can help other people. Absolutely. And so through this process of everything, you know, this transition you've gone through, I want to talk more about that decision-making process and continuing to persevere and stick to your truths. I've talked a lot on this podcast about listening to your intuition, listening to your truths, going back to them when you're in a place of uncertainty. 
And for you, I'm, I'm curious to know how you were able to go through that process, especially when you had external resources or individuals or other people's opinions that may not have agreed with what the choice that you were making. So can you kind of walk us through how you were able to, you know, go through all that? Well, if I'm being honest, I didn't tell a lot of people. And I think that's part of protecting my peace because I knew immediately when I would tell all of my colleagues, my family members, X, Y, or Z, that I was leaving medical school after graduating from USC to become a content creator. I knew that they would think I was crazy because I had never really mentioned any of that to them. So for me personally, my own journey was keeping it quiet to myself and not really telling a lot of people what I was doing and kind of just putting my head down and knowing the passion and the purpose I had and figuring it out for myself. I told a very few select people in my life, obviously my parents eventually, but a lot of friends that I knew would be supportive or I knew I wanted their honest advice. And it's funny because I think friends and people in your life who truly care about you and see you and know your gifts and your talents, they didn't even question what I was doing. They're like, yes, like you would be amazing at this. You have a gift at this. And so I think all of the uncertainty I had, I really just kept to myself because I didn't want a lot of outside noise kind of making me more scared or more fearful. And I think I just had to really, I think because I was so miserable in what I was doing. And I think once you let go of that decision, I was like, I can't go back to that. Now that I'm being honest with myself, there's no way I can go back to living, living a life of just lying to myself. And so I told my mom who was very, very uncertain about all of this. She doesn't even know what Instagram is. I said, mom, give me the four years that I would be in medical school, the $250,000 in debt that you're going to help me. She told me she would help me with medical school. I said, you know what? This is my deal. Don't pay for medical school. Give me four years to do this thing. And if it doesn't work out, I can always go back. And in the meantime, I'm going to be working at a grocery store and grinding my butt off posting content. And in the back of my mind, I knew that I was never going to go back to medical school, but that's obviously just what I told her. Um, And I just kept believing in myself, even though it was really difficult in the beginning. I love the amount of certainty you have within your voice when you're saying that because many people when they come to those decisions you know if they were to go to their mom or someone in their family and present this idea in the back of their head there might be you know conflicting opinions being thrown at them and then they're like oh maybe I should do this maybe I shouldn't all this and that and you know it's it's really hard to navigate that and for you to you know stand up there and can put yourself into a grocery store and work in an environment that is completely different than med school is that that's difficult. Mm. Yeah, it was honestly a very humbling experience and very embarrassing. I remember there was, it was very difficult. I'm not going to glamorize my entire process. I actually, for an entire year in 2022, I only grew for 4,000 followers Um, And then on January 1st until now, that's when I grew almost 100K. So for an entire year, I was working at a grocery store, posting content, feeling very embarrassed that a lot of my friends and family were following me on social media and seeing a different side of me as a content creator. Like when you post as, you know, an influencer, it's very different than posting just personal photos. Yeah. And I remember one day it was 
raining very heavily. And my task at work was to push the grocery carts from the parking lot back into the store. Right. And I just remember it was pouring rain and I was wearing this huge yellow raincoat that my work offered me. And I was just pushing these carts back into the grocery store. And I was thinking like, what the heck am I doing with my life? I literally graduated from a university and I'm pushing grocery carts in the middle of the rain. This is absolutely insane. But I felt so embarrassed in that moment. And I felt so low because I couldn't see the future. I couldn't see myself in one year living the dream life that I am now, but I knew at the same time I deserved, I had to give it to myself. I deserved to at least try and give it a year and to let go of the timeline because I think maybe what's different from my situation is I had no doubt that I would eventually make it and I would eventually create the life I wanted. I think what was difficult for me was letting go of the timeline because I'm a very impatient person. I was like, I want it now. I want the success to happen in my timeline. So what I had to really let go of was the timeline. And I told myself, if it takes me 10 years to get to the place that I want, so be it, because at least I'll be there in 10 years versus, you know, in 10 years going to medical school and being stuck in a job that I absolutely hated. But yeah, I have like those clear memories um, of those certain points in my life last year. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think many of us, especially within our age group, find that I mean I I find this amongst people that for some reason we feel entitled to automatically having these careers right out of the get-go and you know there's something to be said about having a good education but you can't just expect when you get out of your schooling or things like that to automatically just be handed a job and we look at people a lot older than us, they, you know, they had to climb the ladder a bit more. And I think there's so much value when you, when you put yourself into a situation where you have to be vulnerable and kind of put yourself down, not put yourself down in the meaning, like talk yourself down, but bring your expectations down. There's so many lessons that can be learned from that. And I'm sure for you in that experience, you were able to do that. Absolutely. I grew so much as a person working at a grocery store. I Before this interview, I was shopping at the grocery store that I worked at. And now every time I go and get food, I'm reminded of where I started and, ha- and where I've grown. And I think I will always remember that. And the work that I put in, the people that I've met, the people that have encouraged and inspired me, so many creatives. I work at Trader Joe's and it's a very creative environment. And so I was so inspired by other walks of life, people who are doing different things, people who are also chasing their dreams and also just understanding like the labor of work and seeing people in different situations. I think as a graduate from USC in a pre-med world, it was very selective and very isolating. So to be able to go into the real world and, and serve other people and have most of my customers be 65 or older because I live in a very suburban area. It was a very different, but very incredible experience, very challenging, but it grew me a lot. And in those times I had to really, really believe in myself when truly no one believed in me. And I was literally like a nobody just working at a grocery store, posting content. Um, But yeah, it's been a crazy journey for sure. And I'm curious to know through that stage of, you know, you're testing out content, you're seeing little growth. 
slowly but surely, how are you able to come through those setbacks? And, you know, there are many people, especially like, for example, in the podcast industry, I think the statistic is most people stick it out for, I think, 30 to 40 episodes, and then they let it go because it takes long growth. But social media in general, you know, it's it's hit or miss with the algorithm. But for you, how were you able to continue to persevere, especially when you'd have those days that you didn't see the results you wanted, or maybe you put up a reel and it just didn't go the way you wanted to? Being in that environment where you're working at a grocery store, you're putting your time and energy all into this, how were you able to persevere through all of that? I definitely had to lean on amazing people who went before me. And I think social media can be so wonderful in the sense where you can connect with amazing people. I actually saw this girl on my For You page and I was like, I love her energy. I think she's amazing. She had a lot more followers than I did, but I just left a gracious comment and that turned into a DM and we eventually became in real life, like great friends. And she actually had a very similar situation where for eight months, she didn't see any growth. And all of a sudden, one reel popped off and her life changed. And every single day I would text her and be like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And she would go, no, you got this. Like you, ha- you still only have two months under your belt. Like, what are you doing? You got to keep going. So I would lean on people who would believe in me when I didn't. I truly leaned on her so much. So I think surrounding yourself with people who can see your talent and see your passion and your drive and be surrounded by very uplifting people. Um, I also think just like really believing in a greater purpose and not just for the fame or for the money. For me, I knew I wanted to work at a grocery store and get my income from there because I didn't want to sell myself out. I didn't work with any brands for almost a year because I wanted to build community and I had a greater purpose of all of this, which is just to literally change people's lives. And I think because I was so passionate in something very deep and meaningful, um, that, that helped me go through all the difficult times because for me, it wasn't just about getting fame or getting a lot of followers. It was, I wanted to build a community of girls and help them change their lives. And so that really gave me the drive to continue going and just believing in my purpose and knowing that this is like what I'm supposed to do, I think kind of helped me throughout the hard times for sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, social media, I think really gets a bad rep in certain circumstances especially for myself, I've noticed in the last year, how many friends I've made through it all. And I think we often look at it as people compare each other, all the things in that. And I think if you go, go into it with the right mindset and the approach behind why you're using it or why you're on it, it can change the game for you. It really can. Absolutely. It was so interesting because I deleted my personal Instagram account a year before I created the one I have now. And it was because it was very toxic and I would just post regular photos to get the likes or the comments. And I knew it was bad for my mental health. So I deleted it. But when I came back, I had a different intention of to literally create for value for other people. And every story, every comment, every post I had was to help other people. And now as a creator, I have so many boundaries I actually mute everyone's stories. I, even my friends, like I'd rather 
talk in person and get to know you or catch up in real life. I don't follow a lot of people. I only follow people who uplift me and make me feel better. I'm very selective with the social media time limits. I'm only on my Instagram at max two hours a day, which seems crazy because this is my job, but that's how strict I am with social media. And I think when you curate it to your advantage to follow inspiring people, to have boundaries, unfollow people, mute people, and do things that can actually help your mental health and be on the creator part where you like feel so creative coming up with different ideas to serve other people. I think social media can be an amazing experience for sure. Yeah, that's such an interesting point. I've never thought about it in that perspective, but you can literally curate the experience for yourself, which I think is really, there's not a lot of things in life that we can do that with, but with social media, you know, we often think that, you know, we can't control other people's opinions and we think on those topics, which is true, but you're the one who's pressing the follow button or the like button. You're the one who's scrolling. So it's really up to you on how you want to, utilize this tool to, you know, make friends or share value or meet other people. There's so much behind it. Absolutely. I think that ties into one of the most life-changing mindsets that I had. And the reason why I was able to change my entire career in life is when I started taking 100% responsibility for everything, my happiness, my mental health, my friend groups, my career. And I think that also ties into social media we have the ability to have time limits to, like you said, unfollow or follow people. You can completely disable the comments if you want. And I think we're so often left in this victim mindset, but you can truly curate social media the way you want to. And if you don't like your for you page to start liking the things that you want, and it's going to change so quickly to be in tune with what you actually want to see in your feed. It will for sure. And I've noticed a lot on your content, you do a lot of reels and posts about mental health. And I know that's something that's very important to you. You know, through this all, what are the ways in which you continue to prioritize your mental health, whether that's specific tools or tactics? What are the things that keep you level headed every single day that continue to allow you to be who you are and stay true to your purpose and all things like that? Mm, Yeah, mental health is so close to home for me, because growing up in an Asian American household, we never really talked about mental health. And I think it wasn't until two years ago in 2021, when I started doing therapy, and I continue doing it now, which is one of the biggest gifts that I've ever had, and I highly recommend anyone try it. It has completely changed my life. It's allowed me to be a better version of myself to be more open minded to work through all of the things that I was going on emotionally. So that's definitely something I do for my mental health for sure. And I'm very open about it because the reason I started therapy is one of my friends in my sorority, we were going to meet up for lunch and she casually just throws in, Oh, sorry, I can't meet at that time. I'm going to my therapist to like do my therapy session. And that was like the first time someone ever talked about therapy so open. And that for her, like I admired her. She was this bubbly, like amazing, beautiful girl in my sorority. And it just was not expecting that from her. And ever since then, she's really encouraged me to just be very open about it and be not casual, but just be like, yeah, I'm going to therapy or I do that because I think the less stigma there is, the more people are willing to get help. And it's not a sign of weakness, but it's 
a sign of strength and a, a sign that you are strong enough to be like, I can't do everything on my own. I do need help for sure. Absolutely. And I think the word vulnerability can often be misconstrued with the idea that when you're being vulnerable, you're putting yourself down to this place, which in a way you are, you're putting yourself, you're lowering those expectations or this lens that you're, you're viewing everything from and you're allowing yourself to freely be who you are. And we look at that as a bit of a weakness, yet in reality, it's such a strength and the ability to show up for yourself and talk to somebody about things that are bothering you or things that are on your mind is such an empowering experience. Absolutely. And this is kind of off topic, but Selena Gomez is someone that I really look up to. And I think the reason she's the most followed person on Instagram is not because she's necessarily the most beautiful, even though she's stunning. Um, but it, I can tell it's because her vulnerability is her strength. She's so open and honest about her mental health issues and lupus and all the things that she's struggling with. And when I look at her, she doesn't make me jealous. Like she makes me feel like I can be myself. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I've always looked at her and gotten inspiration because she allows vulnerability to be her greatest superpower. And so I think that's something that I'm trying to embrace more, even though it's very difficult for me. I'm usually a very private person. So it's funny that I have such a a public job. Um, But another thing I do want to mention, because not everyone has resources to get therapy, is something that has changed my life is I don't charge my phone in my room. And I started doing this almost two years ago. I have a physical alarm clock that I wake up in and I charge my phone in my living room. So for the first hour of my day, I don't touch my phone at all. And it's been a complete game changer because now I never scroll on my phone the first thing in the morning. And I tell all my friends and like now my roommate has one. Um, And so there's one thing you can do. I highly recommend getting a physical alarm clock. You can get on Amazon for like 20 bucks. And it has been amazing for my mental health and boundaries with social media. Yeah, there's so there's so much research too with stimulation around the time you wake up and the time you go to bed. And like going back to those ideas that we were talking about previously about the sense of control with social media is there's no one telling you you have to be on it right when you get up. And, you know, if we think about our parents, they didn't even really have access to like computers and things like that. Yet we're just opening our screens right when we wake up. And I think that's such a valuable tool that can easily be implemented into other people's lives. Absolutely. I think we also have to be gracious with ourselves and realize that, yes, we do have control over social media, but social media is made to be addicting all of the things that we watch. And I think it's taking advantage and being aware that, okay, social media is addicting. All of these advertisements, advertisements, they're created to make us feel a sense of lack. And I think it's creating the awareness of, okay, these are the things in my environment that I know are trying to make me feel lower. What are things that I can do to protect myself, to protect my peace or my happiness? And I think that's when I feel very empowered, when I know that these things are happening around me and I can take ownership be like, you know what, this is the way that I protect my peace. This is the way I protect my mental health because I know it's made to be addicting. And I know at the end of the day, people always ask me, how are you so motivated? How are you so disciplined? And I say, I'm not very motivated. I'm usually very lazy. I have no self-control, but the way I control myself is I 
things I put uh, things in my environment or I create an environment that will make me more disciplined, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does for sure. And I think it's very evident that people often get lost in the scrolling effects and things like that. And it really pulls them away from reality. And I think the tools and tactics in which you're able to focus on your environment, which you're setting these boundaries and things that are allowing you to protect yourself, which I think is so important. And I also think that 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 sense of protection can often get misaligned with the idea of feeling selfish. And I know for myself, like when I want to protect myself, I almost feel this inner guilt or these feelings of resentment because I feel like I should be doing what other people are doing. But Mm. I think it goes back to the idea that if you want to be the best version of yourself, you have to protect yourself and you have to protect what's going to conflict with your emotions, your opinions, and really just stay back to your truths. Absolutely. What you said kind of made me think of when you go on an airplane and they always tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before helping anyone else. And that includes mothers, fathers, anyone out there. And it shows you, you have to make sure that you're filled up because when I was so stressed out as a pre-med, not sleeping at all, at all, only sleeping four hours, not taking care of my health, eating the worst kind of food, being so unhappy with my life. I took that out on my friends, on my family. I had a horrible relationship with my brother. I was always having anger outbursts, yet I was trying to become a doctor and help people. And it just didn't make sense. And now I do so many things of like self-care that makes you selfish, but I'm giving so much of myself to other people and to my career. And I believe that our purpose or my purpose on earth is to serve other people and to love other people. And it's very fulfilling when your life is not just about you. I don't want to be a creator that it's just about me. Like my purpose is to give back and change other people's lives. But I have to do that by, you know, walking the walk and not just telling people what to do, but showing them through my life. And the more that I can be the best version of myself by setting these boundaries or doing little things that can make me feel filled up so that my cup is full so that it can overflow because an empty cup, you know, you can't serve it to other people. And my thought is I want to be at a place where I'm literally overflowing with love and joy and peace and wisdom. And I think that's contagious and that helps other people feel like they can live a very vibrant and healthy and incredible life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's so many things you said there that I can totally relate to, especially with the idea of showing up in family circumstances. And when you're stressed and when you're not taking care of yourself, that builds tension within you. And it just takes those little triggers to let it explode. And, you know, coming back to the idea of protecting yourself, it's so that you can be the best version of yourself and be there for people and be the person you want to be. But in order to do that, you have to take those steps. Absolutely. It's funny how now that I've done more, you know, self-care stuff, I'm so much more loving to my brother and my mom and so much more compassionate and patient. And, you know, when I say I can't go to certain things, it's not because I don't love them, but I know when I am present, I can be fully there 
instead of just forcing myself to do certain things. And I feel like I'm a great friend now to people in my life and to my community. And I'm able to be such a positive force because I actually like who I am. And a couple of years ago, I was not, I did not like who I was. I was so unhappy and miserable on the inside and I wasn't impacting people in a positive way that I am now. And I truly think it's because I started pouring into myself. I love that. I love that. So to wrap our conversation up, because we've talked about so many things and I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. What is something that you wish you could tell your younger self who was in that position where you were unhappy and, you know, sleeping minimal hours, pushing yourself in school? What would you tell that younger version of yourself that you wish you knew? Um, I mean, there's so many things I would tell her. I think, first of all, I would just say that she is, like, it's not her fault, all of the things that she's went going through, and that no one blames her for the mistakes that she's made. I think a lot of us, especially as women, we feel a lot of guilt or shame with things that we've done. And I think the first thing I would tell her is, you can forgive yourself. It's okay. And I think that's the first step to healing is forgiving yourself and forgiving other people. And I would tell her that she's important enough to dream the dreams that she has and the certain dreams and visions she has growing up are not this crazy thing, but what she's actually meant to do. And it can be really scary, but maybe she's supposed to be the first person that does that in her family or within her friend group because she doesn't see certain people, whether it be Korean Americans or Asian Americans or immigrants doing what she wants to be doing. And maybe she has to be the first person that does that. But I think instead of being in the victim mindset of, oh my gosh, why did all of these things happen to me? Instead of having a victim mentality saying all these experiences have happened and I'm going to use that to my advantage because now I can relate to other people in a more deeper level and all of the hurt and all the pain that you're going through it's going to be your biggest asset and you're going to be like this amazing person that inspires so many people. So forgive yourself first and allow yourself to like dream big and go after those things. Absolutely. And the power of forgiveness is something to really celebrate because when you forgive yourself, there's so much that can come out of it. So I think that's such a nice message. And I think there's so many people that listen that are going to benefit from that. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening, who wants to follow along with your story and be inspired by your content, where can they find you? Yeah, they can follow, follow me on Instagram at health with Jisoo. I'm also on TikTok and I just started my YouTube channel a month and a half ago. And you can also find me there at health with Jisoo. I'm sure Emily will include all the stuff in the details, but definitely come follow me on my social media. I'm most active on my Instagram. So if you want, you can DM me saying that you listened to this podcast episode. And I would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions on anything that was said and connect with you there as well. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow me on socials. Everything is at Emily Lauren Newton. And also make sure to check out my website at balancefactor.com to stay up to date with new episodes. 
wellness tips and recipes you name it it is all over there and with all that said i hope you have an absolutely amazing day and i will see you next week for another new episode bye guys